hearing this? Anybody hear that? How can we possibly have the slightest idea what to expect? Well, we're back. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic, including the movies, TV shows, music, toys, and more. In episode 361, I give you my thoughts on seeing Jurassic Park in concert. I had the chance to go see the movie accompanied by an orchestra uh, along with my son. We both had the chance to go, and it was a fantastic experience. Um, If you have not seen it already, if you have not experienced Jurassic Park with an orchestra, please go see it because it's really Really incredible. You you can't miss it. Um, and I know it's been running for a long time now, so the chances are that you have seen it or hopefully going sometime soon. But I'm excited to talk about my experience, so stay tuned for that. Of course, while you're listening to the episode, please hit us up on Instagram, Threads, TikTok, and of course, YouTube to continue the conversation from this episode. And as always, please check out our weekly live streams on YouTube discussing all of the latest Jurassic news from around the world, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Most weeks, we're not on this week, but please check us out pretty much most weeks throughout the year. Now, next week, we're going to continue the musical conversation in our segment, Dino Score, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise. Myself and Caleb Burnett, we're going to be talking about John Williams' score for Jurassic Park, the phenomenal score that started it all. Um, We are in the 30th anniversary year. It's a year-wide celebration, but it feels like we're getting towards the end of the year here, so we didn't want to end the year without talking about this score because it is the one that started it all. It is so beautiful, so just epic in every way. So we're going to present a multi-part look, uh, probably upwards of three parts. Uh, It's going to be long and it's going to be fun. And I cannot wait to dive into that with Caleb and present it all to you. So stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. But for now, let's go ahead and dive into my thoughts on Jurassic Park in concert. Yeah, they're going to play the music somewhere up on a stage, and we're going to get to watch the movie. And Lincoln brought his raptor claw. Hopefully, they'll let us into the theater with it. They can't see it. It's, it's an audio podcast, buddy. <laughs> but he brought his raptor claw. It's so spiky. It's, it's the one in the movie. It is, yeah. So, Lincoln, you've seen the movie, but it's been a long time, I think, since you yeah. saw it, right? Yay! Do you remember anything from it? Uh, T-Rexes, there's a fence at its end. The fence, yeah. And then Yeah. And then, um, some, I forgot what it was called. No, there's this poisonous thing, um, <laughs> that... Um, just poison someone. Uh-huh. Do you remember who? No. No? Okay. Anything else you remember from the movie? Um, <laughs> you know, it would have been beneficial if we... Because we didn't watch the... Uh, there's like a Lego version out now, dude, that you can watch on 
Peacock. Yeah, we'll have to watch it sometime, maybe tomorrow. But we get to see the real thing first with an orchestra. I'm excited, dude. I'm so excited because, like, I I got these tickets for my birthday from my mom. Thanks, mom. And I was like, you know what? I want to take Lincoln because it's this year, Lincoln, it's the 30th anniversary. So this movie is 30 30 years old. Yeah, dude. So it's old, right? It's 30 years old. And this year they were playing the movie in theaters. I went to go see it. I went down to Universal a few months ago and I got to see it a few months ago. But I never got to see it with you. I really wanted to see it with you. And then it was playing a little while after that. I forget what month, but it was playing. And I was like, oh, I want to take you to see it. But we ran out of time and I didn't get a chance to take you to see it. So I was kind of bummed that I didn't get a chance to take you to see Jurassic Park in theaters for the first time. So I hope you I hope you remember. I hope you remember seeing this movie, buddy, because like I don't remember seeing Jurassic Park for the first time. Start any minute now. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you sing? Can you sing your best Jurassic Park song? No, that's Superman, I think. <laughs> Come on, you got it. That's Superman. <laughs> I don't know. Now you're singing Star Wars. <laughs> You think they should do that up on the stage? <laughs> Maybe you could grab mic, okay? What? You go grab the mic when that part comes on. No way, bro. <laughs> that I thought. Psych! Aww. Good evening. Listen. Welcome to the Count Basin Center for the Arts in Jurassic Park in concert with the New Jersey Symphony. lucky enough to have the chance to go see uh, multiple films with an orchestra so I previously got to see Back to the Future uh, in concert with Alan Silvestri's score played with an orchestra I got to see Raiders of the Lost Ark played with an orchestra of course John Williams score Um, and then two other experiences I got to see like Star Wars music played live Um, but that was just kind of clips of the movie and then I also saw The Legend of Zelda like they played music from the games live in concert and of course just with like clips of the games but those are two different experiences than actually seeing the footage of the movie like the full movie in front of you uh, with a massive theater and of course the orchestra up there and it is such a cool experience because when you're sitting there watching this movie um, you know, I, I was thinking like, wow, 
I've seen this movie so many times, obviously. I've seen it uh, one other time in theaters this year. So I got to give myself a different experience. That's what I try to do with these uh, in-concert series uh, experiences. So I I feel like I found myself watching the movie probably only like 30% of the time. Um, And Jurassic Park's an interesting uh, experience because... There is so much of this movie that has uh, no score on it, so it's, you know, it's just mostly, like, just sound effects, jungle, uh, characters talking, whatever the case may be. But there's a lot of this this movie that has no score, so it gives it gives you, as a, a, like a viewer of the experience, time to actually watch the movie and just see what's going on. But I found myself just staring at the orchestra, which is what I feel like you should be doing. You've paid for this experience. It's more than an average movie ticket. You're in a massive theater. Um, so you got to be watching the orchestra. Um, and we had lower seats, so I couldn't really see the entire thing. I could see parts of like the the percussion in the back, but mostly you've got um, like string instruments all the way up in front. Um, I couldn't see any horns or... Or, or like wind instruments or anything like that really at all. Um, but I just found myself like staring at these individual musicians and just looking at how they uh, attack this score and what do they do in the periods when they're not watching. I, I found it very interesting. The first thing that popped out to me was that the, the orchestra, which um, I'll, I'll have to look it up. I think it was just the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra. Um, they they were just, like, when they weren't playing, their eyes were glued to the film. Um, I'm not sure if that's always the case. I forget if the other uh, orchestras have done that in the previous things that I've seen, but I found it so interesting that, like, whenever, like, literally, even in between breaths and different periods of the music they actually just stopped playing and put their instrument down and then just stared at the screen and i just thought that was so awesome just because jurassic park we've all seen this movie hundreds of times but like to see people really taking it in who are in the middle of performing it and have to pay attention to the conductor up there who's given the cues and and the the people have to turn their own pages and stuff. It's it's pretty wild to see them glued to the screen, and I thought that was really cool, and I think that speaks volumes for what kind of movie it is and how important it is and how good it is on rewatch. Um, it was just so cool. I, um, I, I brought my son there because, you know, and I, I, I probably said it in the, a little recording that I had before, but I just I really wanted to have the chance to see the movie in a theater with him um, it wasn't like the ultimate theater experience um, because it's not you're not like seeing it in like Dolby cinema with like, you know, amazing quality screen and like really great audio. It's different. It's a different experience. But I still wanted to have that because I didn't get the chance to do it earlier this year with my son. Um, and I think that's an important experience. Like I I was saying to him before we went in, I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> the first time that I saw the movie in theaters, but I hope you do. Like, I really hope you enjoy this and remember this. And I, he's probably too young still, but, um, cause I was even older when I saw Jurassic Park in theaters for the first time. Um, but I hope he remembers that and I hope he has a good time with it. But, um, and I, he did, I mean, we all, we had a great time watching the movie, but, um, that was really cool and special just to kind of see it with him right there. And I think this was the first time that I actually like didn't cover his eyes, you know, because I showed him this movie when he was probably pretty young 
And I mean, he still is, but uh, it was, you know, at the point where I was like basically covering his eyes when like, you know, Donald Gennaro gets ripped in half, uh, basically. Or not, I guess that's more so the Lost World. But, like, even when he's getting, like, thrown around, um, covering his eyes when uh, Muldoon gets, you know, mauled by a velociraptor and stuff like that. So um, I, I this time I was like, nope, you're just going to see this movie, experience it how it is. And I thought that would, that would be an interesting experience for him. Hopefully at least left a, a little impression. <laughs> but, uh, the, you know... I, I was taking it all in, like I said, and I was, you know, a part of this massive audience that has, you know, it's basically like um like a Broadway-style theater where, you know, you've got the orchestra section of the audience, and then you've got, like, the mezzanine, the, like, upper levels and stuff like that. Um, and I thought it was just really funny that people were laughing way more than I expected. Um, I've always found this to be a very funny film, Maybe more so than others. I don't know. I laugh at a lot of stuff in this movie. Um, but everybody in the audience was laughing at even more. Even more than I ever found, like, to be that funny. Um, for instance, like, uh, when Ian Malcolm is sitting there with his shirt undone, I've never really, like, laughed at that part. But I found the entire audience cracking up at that that visual. And I don't know what that says about, like, what is has Jurassic Park been memed to death where like people find stuff funny that never was funny before or or was it always that funny? Like, I, I, I don't know. I think we've kind of taken this movie very seriously over the years, especially when we've gotten like the Jurassic World movies and we've seen like how how much they kind of infuse like and a lot of people have said like they infuse that like Marvel comedy like some of those kind of comedy chops into the like a lot of new movies not even just Jurassic movies um so I know people have complained about the comedy aspects of the new movies but like seeing it again with with kind of brand new eyes and and through a different audience I think it was um it was an audience that was super fans there were certainly a lot of super fans in there but there were also a lot of people that maybe just have um you know, a pass to this theater because they do things like that at theaters, like where you're you're a member of something and you get to come and watch the orchestra all the time. So uh, there, it was, you know, a bit of an older audience at, at times as well. And I, I thought that was pretty great that like, hey, this movie is speaking to all kinds of different people. And I just found it fascinating that there were tons of laughs, like all the way through this movie, even in the middle of like, you know, obviously in the middle of the T-Rex breakout, which has always been one of the most intense sequences, but just to have people cracking up in the middle of that sequence was really interesting. And it was not in a disrespectful way or anything like that, but I thought that was really cool to see people like just laughing at this film. I thought that was awesome. And I just wanted everybody to remember how funny Jurassic Park is because it really, really is. And I think we get used to seeing it on our own when we watch it at home and we get used to finding the things that we find funny or uh, not even laughing, just kind of taking it in. But seeing it with the full audience, man, it was funny and it was so good. Um, but let's uh, let's dive into the score a little bit too because obviously I want to talk about that um, and some of the things that I noticed from that. But I found that the... The sound, when you're listening to one of these experiences, when you're seeing the movie, like, 
this was like again, it was not a screen made for, you know, visual fidelity that's the best you've ever seen. It was kind of like lopsided on the screen and it didn't really look all that great, but the sound was eh, oh, not great. It was not great, but I think that's part of the experience, right? They they it sounds like at least to me that they dull down some of the sound effects. Maybe it's a little quieter. Um, you you tend to hear things differently um, because the score is not being played with the movie like from the same feed in the same um, like mix that it is when you watch it on your DVD or, or on streaming or whatever. So the mix is very, very different. And I find that really, really interesting and a cool experience to hear this movie that I've heard hundreds of times in a different way. Um, so you get to hear different sound effects or sometimes you hear like almost nothing because the audio is very quiet. Um, and the, and then the way you hear the music is very different because like I said, it's not mixed in the same way that it is on the score. So you're, you're hearing instruments in different ways. I, I tended to notice a lot more piano this time around. I thought that was really interesting that there was like all this piano that never really stood out to me. Um, and then we got into uh, Dennis Steele's The Embryos, and that is, I was like, really interesting. I'm like, this is going to be an interesting one to hear because there's a lot of synth in this track, and I don't know how they're going to do that. Are they going to play, like, I don't know, do they have the synth stuff, the equipment for this in this orchestra? Um, because I don't, there wasn't, like, um, a choir or anything like that, so I think they were playing some of that stuff still through the mix, and then, like... I don't know. It was just so it was wild. I wasn't really sure what to expect. And the synth didn't really come through the way that that I'm used to. So I thought that was really interesting. And I didn't necessarily hear all the synth bits that you hear in Dennis Steele's The Embryo. Um, so I thought that was cool to hear just like kind of ticking. It was weird. I don't know what how to explain it even. But you know how you have like that dun 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 boom boom like but it wasn't even coming through as like notes. It was just coming through as like tapping. It was very interesting. So I thought that was something I really wanted to point out and showcase here because that's just no way I've ever heard this score before. Now for me personally, like the fact that things are different and the audio is lower and I'm not hearing all the same sound effects. I think there were even sound effects that like, I was like, oh, that I didn't even hear that. I forget, but there was one in particular I was like, Oh, it wasn't even there. <laughs> like it was just gone. Um, now for me, like that doesn't ruin the experience. It doesn't like make the experience any worse. I think it just makes it more interesting because, like I said, I've seen it so many times it, with the same mix that it's kind of cool to hear it in a different way. So I think if you do go to see it, you know, have that expectation that things are going to sound different. It's not going to sound exactly the way you expect it to. Um, Petticoat Lane. Like we talked about, I was talking about that um, with somebody else recently who went to go see it, and it, it is just like immaculate. Like seeing that sequence with um, with Ellie and Hammond sitting at that table, and hearing this score like right in front of you, and hearing like the I don't know what it was, the celeste or something like that. It, it just like sounded so magical, so dreamy, and just beautiful. And it was so loud, like it was. Just the way it was all expressed felt so different than the score. Um, it, it was just beautiful. And I thought that the way it was expressed made me kind of 
like here, like kind of how it was translated to what they were talking about on the screen, like what Ellie was saying versus what Hammond was saying, the way that it kind of worked with the dialogue was was really interesting. I thought that way it was expressed was so different sounding to me when I'm hearing it right in front of me. So that was really cool to see the interplay between the dialogue and the the orchestra. And, oh, man, I just love that, like, it's spot on. Like, the, you know, obviously the, um, if you're wondering how it's done, you know, they have basically the compo- the conductor up there, and he's looking at his own little screen, and there's, like, mark like time markings and stuff like that so he knows, like, when to come in and, you know, the timing of everything, the uh, the pace of it all. So to hear all those beats just hit in the right spot and not be off, that was so cool to see because like, I was like, are they going to get anything wrong? Is there anything weird about this? But no, they they played it so beautifully. It was it was incredible. Um, let's see. What else do I got? Oh, the the intermission was really cool, really fascinating because, um, hey, we're not used to seeing Jurassic Park with an intermission. We just keep watching. But before, like, early in the move in the movie, I was like, hmm, oh, yeah, that's right. There's probably going to be an intermission. And I assumed it would be like television. I'm watching this, like, on TNT or something where, you know, we get the T-Rex roar at the very end of the uh, the breakout sequence. And after it roars, it usually cuts the commercial, right? So that's what I was thinking. I'm like, it's going to be right there. And I was not off, really. It was it was just right there, but it went on a few extra seconds um, with Dennis driving the Jeep and then crashing. And um, that's where it cut off, but the, the orchestra didn't cut off. They continued playing, so they played the, the little bits of music for that sequence and then transitioned into, like, the Lost World. And I was like, whoa, like, this is wild. Like, just to hear this random transition... And um, and then just kick into some like Lost World music and stuff. And I was like, yo, I am I am loving this right now. I don't know how many people in this theater know what this music is or whatever, but I'm like, I do. This is incredible. Um, so that was really cool. And then they put the big intermission uh, symbol up there in the Jurassic Park font. Um, and then even coming out of intermission, you know, all the uh, orchestra came back out um, and... They started playing more from the Lost World, and it was just so great to hear the Lost World score. And I just, that is a movie I really want to see with an orchestra. Man, that would be so, it's just, I can't even think about how awesome that would be. It's too It's too good. Um, but it was very cool hearing that score played just randomly, right in the middle of the movie, and then cutting right back into, um, I think it went right into the lab sequence. I think that's where it cuts to right there. And when I say lab sequence, I mean the control room. But, um, oh, and going back to the beginning, I want to go back to the beginning for a second. You know, this the movie, like, fades in with, like, the jungle sounds. It's got the old school, like, Universal logo turning on the screen. And um, that's when you get the, the big bass drum, concert bass drum, and it just boom. And it just, it, you know, that's the part I was expecting to just, like, just hear my entire soul like rumble. <laughs> um, and it didn't, it didn't, definitely didn't. Um, it was so quiet. That whole intro sequence, which is so impactful on the score, and even when you're watching the movie at home, just that boom, and then the uh, you know, after that, um, it was it, 
it was way less impactful seeing it with the orchestra. So that was um, not necessarily a bummer because, like I said, I, I, I was kind of just expecting to hear this film different. So I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. That It's so quiet. I'm like, is the mix right? Like, what do we, you know, is there, an, is there a microphone over there? Like, I don't know if he wasn't hitting it as hard. And I, it made me wonder about, you know, like the way that this, uh, like the concert pieces are kind of transcribed and how, how it's orchestrated. Like maybe, and I don't know, but maybe these pieces, some of these pieces aren't necessarily meant to be played live versus recorded for the score. Um, because then the, the sound is right there, right up in it. And you're getting that from the microphones, but maybe for like a live experience, maybe it's a little different. So I thought that was interesting that like that boom was just like not there. Now, maybe he was still slamming on it back there, but it just really didn't come through. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I thought that was an interesting thing. It was definitely different, but maybe maybe it's just the fact that uh, live music translates differently than than the film music. But either way, still really cool um, just to hear it a little bit differently. Also, um, I, there was one part... Oh, yeah, yeah, the end, the end of the movie. So you've, you've got the just incredible sequence uh uh the final like track basically where um where does it start um i don't know somewhere like around the raptors and, and being in the visitor center and and then you get them chasing the the cast through the the visitor center and down the rafters and stuff like that and then like the t-rex breaks in and that's where like on the score you've got like a certain track that plays, but they they decided to cut that for the film and add in like the bum 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 because like that was more triumphant sounding. But in the score version, it's like it's still that dark, like scary uh, score piece. So go back and listen to that because it's definitely a bit different. So I was really interested in like hearing that transition from it's and it's kind of like an unnatural transition when you listen to it. Um, in the score and in the film, um, it's kind of like a, an unnatural transition. So I was really interested to hear how they did that live and how it translated. And it was interesting. It was very interesting to hear it. I don't know if it fully worked, um, especially going out of it. It was interesting to hear it kind of like, oh, and we're back into the actual score piece because, um, yeah, it's just not the way that it was originally presented on the score and the way John Williams intended. So they had to cut that in uh, for the actual movie, but not when they're doing it live. You got to actually do it. You know, we're doing it live. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, also, I noticed during that final, like that final piece, it's just, it's such a whirlwind. It's so, like, so much attacks and just so many, just, high winds and and the violins and everything all the uh the string instruments are just going wild and i noticed that like the people on the string instruments were like just cranking this music out and they were just it looked like they were giving it their all and just having a an absolute blast like getting through this music because it's just non-stop for like a while i feel like it's like a seven minute piece or something like that and they are just attacking this music like crazy so i thought that was really cool to see um but it looked like they were really enjoying it and then of course like 
you know, they're they're enjoying the music, playing it live, they're watching the movie, and yeah, I thought that was awesome. I thought it was awesome, but I yeah, it was it was an experience. I probably don't have anything else to say there, but um, oh, there there were subtitles, and I thought that was interesting. I guess like. I don't know if they do that for every one of them. I don't remember that happening in the others, but maybe it did. I, I just don't remember. Maybe it was a, a factor of the, like, hearing the lower audio than expected, so maybe they just threw them up there, but I thought that was great, and I was like, wait, that's not what I thought that word was. <laughs> there was, like, a word or two. I was like, wait, that's what they say? <laughs> and also, I noticed that, and I can't even trust it, because I noticed that this, the the translation of, like, what they were actually saying and what was written on the screen was way off at times. I was like, what is happening here? Like that it, he said way more than that. And they just like, they give you like the short abridged version on the screen. <laughs> like, they're like, you get it. You kind of, you you get it. It's, we don't need to put the whole thing up there. Um, so I thought that was kind of weird, but I don't know if it's like that in the um, like DVD copy or anything. So I'd be interested to see like if the, the actual transcript is is legit or not. So keep an eye out if you're watching at home. Let me know. Um, but yeah, I I had a great time watching this. And at the end of it, my son was super tired because like it's already a two hour movie, and then you add in the intermission. Plus, it started at 8 p.m. and we were there like an hour early. Uh, so he was exhausted. We had to drive home like an hour. Um, but yeah, that was just a, a fun night, a really great time. And uh, thanks, mom, for the tickets. <laughs> um, but we we had so much fun, and the orchestra really killed it. Amazing. And I would just say, like, if you get the chance to see this, go, go do it, um, and then just just have fun. Like take a look at the orchestra from maybe up top for a little bit. Like, um, if you want to get seats up top, I think that would be a great spot. You know, sometimes you want to get them up close, but get a spot where you can see the entire orchestra and you can, you can watch them doing their thing because they're brilliant musicians, no matter who's playing. Um, so definitely get that chance to, to take a peek and not, not have your eyes glued to the screen the whole time. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed my little look here at Jurassic Park in concert. Uh, I just kind of wanted to spit out some thoughts and feelings on it and just tell you what I heard and, and thought about it. So hope you enjoy that. And let me know, did you get a chance to see Jurassic Park in concert? This thing's been going on for a while now. You you may have already. I'm super late to the game. I know when it came around my area, like once or twice, I think like, my son was being born or so I might've, it might've been both of my kids were being born when this was playing in concert. And I like missed it both times, but, uh, Hey, got the chance this time. So I'm happy about that. And I hope you've all gotten a chance or will be getting a chance sometime soon. It's the 30th anniversary. So kick it off in fashion, celebrate yourself, you know, get out there. There's not a lot of ways to celebrate if you want to. So this is one of those, get a chance to go see it and, uh, and have fun. It's an awesome, awesome experience. Life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but, uh, well, there it is. There it is. I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. That'll do it for another episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you 
for listening to this and sharing in your love of Jurassic Park here with us. It means so much to us that you, uh, you know, you listen to it, you share it around, whatever you do, you talk about it online. We really, really appreciate it. Big thank you to Lincoln for joining me on this uh, expedition here, going to see Jurassic Park in concert. And also a huge thank you to my mom for supplying the tickets uh, for my birthday. So thank you so much, mom. But that'll do it. So stay safe out there, everybody. Be kind. Let's continue to fight for representation, change, and equality in the Jurassic franchise. But more importantly, outside of it, in the real world, Let's continue to make this world a better place because we absolutely need it to be. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Continue the conversation with us on threads and Instagram. Watch our content on TikTok and YouTube. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com. You'll find today's episode show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our website, and wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to follow along and share with your friends, family, and fellow Jurassic fans. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We will read your Apple reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss our Wednesday night live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event, and theme park coverage on our YouTube channel. If you want to get a hold of us or participate in the Jurassic Mailbag, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails and MP3s to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message or just to say hi. That number is 732 825-7763. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, enjoy. Enjoy.